0: Did so? Is uh, is Donda just not coming out? I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's like the Holy Spirit. It's it's already here. It's all around us. It's all around us. You can't see it, but you can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel the frustration from his fans. Yeah, it's it's hitting a fever pitch. I think I don't know. I've seen I've seen a lot of people, a lot of Kanye fans, come up with a whole lot of excuses. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: They are very apologetic for the guy. Yes. He can really do no wrong at this. It's funny that given everything that's happened over the past like three years, three or four years, mm-hmm. that his his biggest fans who have stuck with him through all of this have become even – like they've become more ardent and just stuck in the yeah. ground as yeah. when it comes to having conversations
0: about him. It, it's strange. It's It's almost like – People have this cult of personality, and regardless of any mistakes they make, they have this ardent fan base that can't be swayed. Wild. What a concept. Crazy. Crazy. Well, uh, I don't know. Have you watched any of the live streams? You, have you heard any music I, from it? I caught the second Donda. We'll call it V2. V2. Yeah, Donda V2. Donda V2. Um, I think I... No, I actually saw the entire thing. I was able to roll it back. I, I caught it a little bit late streaming, but I was able to jump back on it for a bit and catch up on the rest of it. All right. Yeah. All right. So I had a full viewing. Okay. Well, I,
1: I've i only heard the songs, like some of the leaks, and then obviously the commercials that have come out that mm-hmm. they use to advertise uh, beats by Dre. But you have a full view of, of what he's got so far. So let's get into that. All right. But before we can do that, we, of course, have to get into these skis. <laughs> so,
0: Obi, please tell the people what we're drinking tonight. We have the Sideward Brewing Tiki Sour Painkiller Style Florida Vice. Vice. Um, and unfortunately, as is so often the case, there no is no cold read. Uh, but we do know this is a 6% ABV.
1: I want to say, I- I- anybody from Sideward, if you're listening, we need a cold read. Yeah, we. You just need something there. Just uh, this is what it is. This is why we made it. Maybe a little anecdote, something. An ABV
0: even. An, I'll AB- take an AB- <laughs> <laughs> We don't have ABV on the can.
1: You know what? I'd like to ask them their thought process behind the yeah. label and why they don't put uh, the ABV or IBU or any other information like that on it. We'll have them on maybe. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. This is an open invite. Yeah. But in the meantime. I felt threatening. <laughs> <laughs> this is an open invite. Come on yeah. In the meantime We're going to craft these brewskis open And have ourselves a good time This is episode 320 Of the One Beer and Podcast <laughs> oh <my goodness>. All <laughs> over my
2: country
1: yeah okay <clears throat> well that's right ladies and gentlemen this is the one beer in podcast the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us my name is marco dupa and that guy right there is adam Obesius rodriguez what is up brewskis like share and subscribe everywhere podcasts are sold listen to watched enjoyed devoured drank all that jazz add a comment why not yeah have some fun we appreciate any and all discourse just keep it nice i mean you can be mean but like be not be nicely mean you know sure have a point have a point have a point have a point other than you're racist (laughs) (laughs) what if my point is i'm a hateful son of a you know what oh by the way good save yeah very good save (laughs) i looked into that (laughs) i was about to like really Uh lean in we only have to go for like two minutes, really? yeah, it's not like five to ten minutes. It's really just the first couple of minutes in the video, like advertisers don't want to be associated with anything oh. negative, so
0: I was misled. I thought it was the first 10 minutes. yeah, I just looked it up the other day because I was like, because I was actually getting annoyed with us,
1: <laughs> you and I both we just it just it's just part of our yeah.
0: lexicon, so sometimes, yeah, me more than you, I think,, mm-hmm. but yeah, I could not curse in the house. Growing up,
1: oh, I couldn't either, but, um, they were just gone so much. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. No, I mean, I mean, they were working all the time. Yeah. There was nobody for a good long time. It was, you know, we were just raising each other.
0: Mm. You know, we were we were pseudo latchkey kids. That's uh, yeah. I I get that. I think the difference is I had Catholicism to follow me, mm -hmm. so I I felt if I were to say it even. Even, it, even by myself, if I were to go into a closet and say a bad word, uh-huh. <laughs> I was about to scream right. one right now. He's, I know God was listening. <laughs> he was up there. Like, uh-huh. He's like, go ahead.
1: I got you. Go ahead. Yeah, say it. Go ahead. I dare you. Mm-hmm. I dare you. That's why I am the way I am. <laughs> That's deep. We're not going to unpack that today. Uh, save that shit for your therapist. mhm <laughs> Are we okay, we're good. We're like we're like almost ten minutes in. We can cuss now. Okay. Thank God. (laughs) Thank fuck. Anyway. Uh yeah. So you want to give like a a quick little quick little rundown of that? You you don't have to obviously go track by track or like go into super detail. Just what'd you think? Just an oh just a little synopsis.
0: I yeah, I thought it it sounded great. Um I don't know the differences between version one and version two, obviously, because I only listened to the second The second show um but yeah i mean it sounds really good it sounds like a a good rebound from you know jesus is king jesus is king where we last left him and it being this like complete attempt at a gospel album that i mean i know for both of us fell flat yeah um it it i'm not sure if it's going to be reflected in the actual album because who knows what's happening with that right now but there's definitely like this grand scope to it all it feels very grand and big yeah um the two songs that i heard that they used uh with the shikari harrison
1: i think her name is the uh the track star who got in trouble for uh smoking weed and everybody mm -hmm. lost their fucking minds over it those two tracks i thought
0: were really good yeah really good so i was like oh
1: okay okay easy might be back with this one
0: yeah and um you know the the thing that stood out to me was the amount of features and the the quality of features I should say yeah um really really strong. it feels like a who's who, oh yeah of uh greats on their current it's current greats definitely huge list most
1: excited to hear j electronica mm-hmm. I don't know if I've sung his praises on the show before, but I'm a massive j electronica fan yeah I've heard every i mean i i was f i was on this guy when he was, you know, rapping Adila beats when he did the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, basically act one, uh, got the, got the, the leak of his, te- his debut that was on the discord. I joined the discord to get the link. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm a big J head, so yeah. it's fun to see him pop up every now and then. Cause he's so, he's such like a, Like just, he's like Ben Kenobi in the fucking, you know, like he's Mm -hmm. just in a robe somewhere, not doing anything, but still he comes out and it's just like, oh, the old, I was going to say grand wizard. (laughs) 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 Definitely not that. No, but the, old you know, the old wise wizard up on the mountain, he comes down and he blesses us with a verse and you're like, why don't you just do this more often, please? Please.
0: (laughs) We're starving. (laughs) We need it. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, great jay-z feature oh yeah a lot of people i saw that blowing up yeah um so yeah i mean all in all it just it it feels like we're getting a bit more of classic kanye um mixed with what we seem to do uh, more recently um but without without the entire uh, trappings of it having to be a quote-unquote gospel album yeah from what
1: i've heard it's a mix between that like he's obviously still you know very religious very spiritual but he's also kind of
0: let up the the reins a little bit the preachiness of it yeah um yeah so i mean i i uh i'm definitely excited to see what the finished product is going to be if we ever get it yeah um can you imagine being one
1: of those gospel artists or uh a, a a christian artist or whatever and he, he he just dips his toe in and he mm-hmm. wins best gospel album, Grammy. And, and you, they're just like you, Huh? You've been trying for like twenty years. Yeah. And he just jumps in and he's like, uh, I don't eat you know, Chick-fil-A Sunday. Eh and they're like Genius, genius, genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I've been talking I've been singing the Lord's praises for twenty five years.
0: But not like this. Sorry, you're not Kanye. What are you going to do? This guy was talking about bleached assholes. Right.
1: And and then a year and a half later, you know, give all glory to God. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's somebody said, I don't remember who it was. Uh, it was Jack, the CEO of Twitter, actually. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah. He posted something about the album saying he should put it out the way he did The Life of Pablo, which was mm. unfinished. And then he just updated it. it. Yeah. Well, I, that,
0: that was a that was a theory for a long time that that's how albums were going to start coming out. Yeah. Um, I don't recall anything recently that's been that way. Nothing. I don't think there's anything else that's come out and done it that way. Yeah. At least not as big. I mean, I'm sure we're missing something in that time. But, I, I mean, that's an idea. I, I think that'd be cool to at least satiate the fans right now. But, I don't know. I, I remember thinking The Life of Pablo...
1: Uh, hmm, should I say this out loud? Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's fine. It's fine. They're not gonna come after me. I'm just some lowly old nobody. Okay. I have the OG version of the Life of Pablo. Mm. The first the first version that came out. Okay. And I think it's the best version of the album. And all the stuff that he did afterward just kinda didn't do it for me. As 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 in it didn't need, it wasn't necessary. The album was good enough as it was. It just didn't need to be. And then there's other things that he didn't finish, like 30 Hours, for instance. You can tell there's either supposed to be a a, a three-stacks verse or there's just there's just pockets in the song that just seem unfinished. Like empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's weird shit like that and then other things where he just changed some lyrics in the songs where you're like Why? you didn't need to go back and mess with that yeah I think what I'm getting at is people will fall in love with one version of the album and then you come back and you change it it's you're gonna you're not gonna split Kanye's fan base because that's not gonna happen but for any other artist it could be divisive
0: sure so yeah and I, I think there's a tendency to latch on to what you know. Yeah. So if you're really feeling that first version and then suddenly it's no longer there, I mean unless what comes after that is that much better, mhm. It, if it's just different, you're going to miss that original version. Yeah. I mean it happens <clears throat> in video games all the time where there'll be a, a patch and suddenly your character doesn't play the same way. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well that's ruined for me now. Oh
1: yeah. I mean these fucking these battle royale games they update the meta all the time well they update the guns and the meta changes rather and then sometimes it makes everything that you knew how to do right.
0: obsolete you miss the good old days yeah uh. by the way excuse me
1: i'm not the only one complaining about this it's a complaint all over the internet but warzone is near unplayable at this
0: point i've seen that I've, I've
1: seen that it's so bad yeah it's so bad uh, I don't want to derail the conversation too much but just 2 seconds. Terrible. Mm. The aim the 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 aim hackers box. the fucking their their refusal to put any kind of anti-cheat software there it just seems like they've decided that we're moving on to the next game so you guys can figure it out.
0: But isn't Warzone supposed to be like forever? Isn't that
1: <laughs> Yeah. So Warzone is but once they put the newest game out that then they'll come back and revamp ah. the battle royale afterward, okay. so they're so, just
0: the theory is they're just holding to shake up the entire deck,
1: yes, okay, and it. it's it's made I mean, you can see like streamers have have migrated in mass mm-hmm. over to like Apex and other games because warzone's near unplayable, and people complain about it all the time, and it just seems like Raven's just looking down and going. No. <laughs> like, Hold. these do something about this.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if enough people leave, they'll do something. We I watched the stream for
1: a little bit where a guy, this was actually on the Warzone subreddit. A guy got killed by a cheater, mm-hmm. and he decided to spectate that cheater. That cheater got killed by a cheater who got killed <laughs> by a cheater. It happened at uh-huh. all in a row. Interesting. I got killed by a cheater in a game, and... We all we were we were playing together, so it was like three of us, and uh, we all decided to spectate him. And he mm-hmm. knew we were spectating. Obviously, he could see the number or whatever. Yeah. So he knows we're watching him. So then he's spinning, and he's just clicking people in the air. People are like coming out of uh, off parachutes, and he's just just like knocking people. He had thirty kills, which is a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just needed to get that off my chest in a public way feel better yeah i do okay sorry let's get back okay let's get back to it um yeah no i agree with you though i think that that could lead to a lot of people uh you know it, it almost kind of diluting the product in a way too yeah um i think it's interesting as far as the concept goes but you know we we've we've seen this before though in a way where you'll have an album then an album 1.5 you know, and mm-hmm. but in most cases, that's just adding more to it. It's yeah. not like changing what you already know, yeah, so I don't know, I mean, maybe he uh, could try it at this point i have I have
1: completely given up on I don't pay attention to Kanye in the way that I mean you can go back and listen to this show i mean i was I was a Kanye, yeah, I wouldn't call myself a stand necessarily, but I was pretty close. I like to think that I can stay objective when it comes to music. Even my favorite artists put out dog shit sometimes. Sure. And I can be objective.
0: Or have really bad takes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's these past couple years, all of that notwithstanding, the musical output has just kind of not really hit me.
0: And that's what we've always talked about. It's yeah. like if the, if the thing that he does outside of his opinion on politics or, you know, dumb shit he says sometimes yeah uh, that aside if the music's really good there's something there, there there's still so, a reason to come back yeah and be like okay the, the product's still good at least yeah i mean obviously there's limits to that but you know if if jesus is jesus is king was good i feel like you know the, there wouldn't be as much of a backlash <laughs> a, uh, against him right now or I think a feeling because you know you see it on Twitter all the time now where people are like forget about it don't even worry about putting the album out you know yeah Um, I feel like there'd be less of that if Jesus is King wasn't so divisive yeah. and, and wasn't such a departure from you know what we and fans enjoy from him yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I I think, again, he still has this rabid fan base. Clearly, they're not going anywhere. He can do no
1: wrong in their eyes. Yeah. In fact, I think what he's been doing lately to them is the most right he's been in years. Mm
0: -hmm. He
1: just can't seem to
0: make a mistake in some of these people's eyes. And I've I've seen this entire Donda run um, just reaching this crescendo point now mm-hmm. where people are like they're rabid for it yeah like they are they are peaked they are they're ready to go so when uh, i'm sure it's not even gonna there's not gonna be like a fanfare for it i have the feeling it's just gonna be like it's out by the way and then yeah. the internet is just <laughs> going to implode yeah and like melt and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a moment it's gonna be an entire it's gonna be like a like a um a beyonce drop yeah you know like it's just gonna be one of those things that it's it's here. Yeah. You know?
1: Hey man, and you know, you gotta give him <clears throat> excuse me, you gotta give him credit for that. He knows he knows how to grab people's attention, how to hold it, and how to capitalize on those things. Sure. Whether the thing comes out and you like it is a different story. The yeah. fact that he he can get everyone to pay attention to him when he wants is something that I'm sure agents, managers, record labels, all all Study his career and mm-hmm. try to figure out Like how does he every time He puts something out n- Create a moment and not Just a thing like
0: it's always A moment in the culture Yeah that Kanye's released something Well a lot of a lot of it last time For Jesus is King I don't know why I had trouble saying it Jesus <laughs> is King um, Might have a problem with the concept Entirely <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Sorry mom Sorry, Adam's th- mom. Call. Calling the therapist. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that that was surrounded by the controversy. Yeah, right. So that that caused the buzz, and it, and he had just something similar before that. So a lot of times it is him. And again, we talked about this before. Uh, is it on purpose? Is it him just actually talking how he feels? I, for the record, don't believe that he says
1: insane things to get attention for his albums. I think
0: while on a promotional run it just so happens right he's saying these things right. because the spotlight's on him. Right. Yeah. It's I think it's
1: I truly think it's a coincidence. I don't think that not to say that he isn't savvy enough or smart enough to do something like that. I just don't think that that is the intent. I think he feels the way he feels about these things. And he has to spotlight him at the moment he's saying those things.
0: And he just so happens to be putting an album out. Sure. So. Sure. My two cents on that. Anyway. <laughs> well, all that. Dead. I am excited. Uh, am I waiting uh, for a midnight release and, and you know, just hitting reload, refresh, 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 refresh? Yeah. No, I'm not. I did that with The Life of Pablo, and that was the last of it. I'll never do that again. I don't care that much. I don't care that much anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. But I am excited to listen to the final product based on that version two that I heard, because it sounds really good. Yeah. And it sounds like he's doing what he does best. Yeah. Um, So could be a return to form, but we'll see. Only one way to find out. We'll talk about it. Uh, I don't know. Next
1: year, <laughs> well, when fucking
0: rumor it has it, he's moving to another <laughs> stadium location. Really? Yeah, to finish it and do another, I guess, show. And my thought here is maybe he's doing these shows to hear it in the element he wants it to be heard best in. Yeah. And then, based off of that, going back with edits.
1: <clears throat> so he already made a stadium rap album. With uh graduation. hmm So I think he... I mean, he already knows how to do that. But I think, yeah, that makes sense that he would like to know how it's going to sound in these huge stadiums.
0: What, what if this is just like a Guerrilla Tactics world tour and he just keeps going to, like, these major cities and doing, like, a new version of Donda in each place? Honestly, that would be fucking genius. Yeah. And if that
1: were to be the case... I'd gain a little bit more respect for him. <laughs> a little respect would come back because that's a really cool idea. If that were the idea, if he just said, "You know what? This is how the album is going to be uh, consumed. Mm. You have to buy tickets. It's going to be played in this in this way." Yeah. And each time I hit a city, I might change something. I might not. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's
0: really cool. Maybe he um, he has like uh, an artist from that city or area to perform. Yeah. In that in that venue yeah that'd be a really (laughs)
1: dope idea that would really kind of start to hone in on the possibilities of music and its creation Mm -hmm. being more interactive with the fans yeah because that was kind of the idea when uh pablo came out and uh he was changing things based on audience feedback Mm -hmm. that was kind of the idea was wow is now album creation going to be an exchange of Mm -hmm. ideas as opposed to here's the product deal with it right fans could have have a say in how they wanted it to come out which i think is a terrible idea yeah i hate that so much (laughs) no i hope i hope that that doesn't happen but that was something that was being floated uh, when pablo was coming out and that's how he was doing it uh so that that this could be another way of kind of uh playing Playing with that idea which i think is interesting but yeah, I'm completely on the artist side. I hate the idea of like asking the opinion of millions of people and putting any stock in that opinion. Sure. Like this is the art. Deal with it. This is this is what is coming from me. I'm not listening to your opinion on you, this.
0: You like you like Sonic the Hedgehog's baby teeth? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh huh. That's a little different. Okay. That's a little different. So I need to remind you. Because
1: that is no, that's different. Okay. That's different because that is those that is that studio's reinterpretation of an already beloved mm. thing. If I came in and remixed Marvin Gaye's album and then people were like, how dare you? And then what I'm if, like, this is my art, man. What if
0: it was, let's get it off?
1: <laughs> Did you ever think about that? Mm. I have. Here's my take. Yeah, that that is where, yeah. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't you fucking do that. Those baby feet. I still, I still have fucking nightmares about it. It's terrible. Insane. But that Knuckles.
0: Uh, oh, We're getting Knuckles. And it's going to be Idris Elba. <laughs> 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 it's
1: going to be so fun. God, I can't believe how far that franchise has come
0: already. I got to be honest with you. Still haven't seen the original. You haven't seen it? <laughs> no. Oh
1: my God. How have you not seen it?
0: I, you know, Nothing against James Marsden or anyone else involved, but uh, it's a good movie. <laughs> <I talked laughs> just hasn't about been it on, on my here. list. It's a good movie. All right.
1: It's not like an incredible movie. I I'm know. not saying
0: it's required viewing. Okay. Better or worse than Detective Pikachu? Better than Detective Pikachu. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I liked. Detective yeah, Pikachu. I, I didn't. I, I, I think Detective Pikachu is an okay movie. So I like Detective Pikachu more than you do. I think. I didn't. I mean, I, I'm not in love with it, but I thought it was. I liked it. Yeah. I think more than you did. Maybe.
1: I think I'm not. I don't know. Yeah.
0: We can watch. If you really. You need. To.
1: To, I think you need to rewatch. Yeah. Not Detective Pikachu. No, that's not required. No. Okay. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I think because it's just it's so it's so fun. It's so, it's it's completely predictable. It's a kids movie. But there's like some legitimately funny jokes. Mm-hmm. And I'm I already did this, <laughs> but I think it's a good movie. Anyway, fuck that. Yeah, you don't have to sell it again, okay? We get but, it. But you don't get to watch Idris Alba be knuckles if you haven't watched the first That's one. That's true. They bar you from yeah, <laughs> going they in. Ask. They punch you actually. <laughs> you fucking nerd. <clears throat> uh uh, I, I like the uh the Donda cover art, by the way i don't know if you've seen it Mm -hmm. it looks i I like the i like the idea behind it i like the the concept i like and it just looks cool yeah i like when he i like when he tries with the cover art like when he like yeezus there's i don't care what his fans have to say it's not a good cover to just be a picture of the disc yeah it's not a good cover i don't i'm not good i'm not gonna argue with you about this it's It's not not
0: good and it's not clever either like and it's been done before it's been done before exactly so it's not
1: good uh and then the jesus is king thing same thing it was just a picture of the record Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm not giving you credit for that no it's it's minimalist man it's simple you just have to enjoy the music, oh, okay? You think he was the first one to fucking think of that? <laughs> it's so smart, man! Don't oh, you so get smart. it? You don't get it. You just don't get it. Yeah, whatever. So I like when he tries. I think that that's the difference. Mm-hmm. When there's stakes, <sighs>
0: I think he performs his best. Sure, and I, 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 that's true of anyone, though. That's you know? true. Like yeah. I, I, I think. Well, most people, you think? Sure. Yeah, uh, but on, at the same token, though, I feel like jesus is king saying it very slowly (laughs) i I feel like that that confuses me then because i feel like i i should like jesus is king more than i do because he was trying something different he was going for something i think he was trying something different that doesn't mean he was trying his hardest
1: i don't think the stakes were as high for that album, that they were for Pablo, or for this album, yeah, I, I think at so. that point he had already kind of alienated enough people, and it seemed like he just was like, "I'm this is this is my new path now." So read it and weep, deal with it, mm-hmm. and it and it that kind of it felt it had this rebelliousness to it, which is ironic because he's leaning into religion and and gospel music, but it did have a rebellious spirit that like everything that you expect me to do i'm doing something different right but at the same on the same token if you listen to it lyrically it's as, probably his weakest mm-hmm. musically it's incredible i think we i think yeah. we kind of agreed the the fact that like musically it's it's really there's mm-hmm. some like really big and good moments on that album yeah
0: but l- lyrically i think yeah i think um simplistic it's it's very happy he- with yeah like a heavy-handed and, yeah and uh, cheesy kind of mm-hmm. just one note yeah uh yeah so yeah i guess that's true i i, I think what's confusing me is that i generally <coughs> really enjoy that in like film i like to be challenged i like to hmm. not get what i expect from an artist uh and feel uncomfortable about it i like that
1: well, I think you got that. It just wasn't
0: good, and that's 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 <laughs> what it boils down to. Uh, I'm I'm coming to this sort of realization that th- that's what it, it boils down to is that despite all of those things that uh, if this were math, it would line up to a perfect equation for what I'd, I I would at least appreciate. Yeah, but it doesn't because the end result is, you know. Second tier. Yeah, there's something wrong
1: with the math formula where you're like, I'm not getting the result that I should be. Right. It looks right. Numbers. It looks
0: right. Yeah. But it doesn't come out to. Yeah. Just something I I enjoy. Yeah. So, I don't know though, man. Maybe
1: we don't enjoy it because we can't relate to it. Did you ever think of that? Sure. Did you ever think the fact that you don't go to church anymore means you? There's some level of it that you don't get, and so how dare you even talk about it? Because you
0: don't (laughs) relate to it. It wasn't made for me. Yeah. So you don't get to talk about it. All right. Fair enough. I'll shut the fuck up. Maybe you should. Do you do
1: you do you think that? I feel like that that kid. Doop doop doop. Have you, do you ever? Have you have, have you, <laughs> ever, ever? Do you in the world? <laughs> do you put any stock
0: in that argument? That if something isn't specifically made for you, that you don't have a say in how it's received. Yes. Or perceived. Perceived. Um, No. (laughs) I don't put stock in that. Well, a lot of other people do. Okay.
1: Anthony Fantano has been somebody who is... The needle drop. Not a stranger to this kind of controversy. In fact, he's had this conversation on the internet a hundred times before. And I feel like he's going to continue having this conversation because it's just something that uh, is never going to let up. No. But if you don't know, Anthony Fantano is a very white, very nerdy, uh, in fact, he's the internet's busiest, busiest music, music nerd, nerd. and uh, he reviews music of all genres. He is, as you mentioned, the needle drop. And uh, over the past couple of years, his profile has grown exponentially. Yeah. I remember years ago when you put me on to him, he was... He was popular. I mean, he was a he was a popular YouTuber, but he now has gotten to a point where he's getting nationwide media exposure. His reviews typically do, you know, Numbers. in the millions. Yeah, uh, he's he's now a legitimate music voice in the vein of a Peter. No, Peter Travers does movies, uh, <laughs> like Robert Christo or or you know, I'm trying to think of notable music reviewers. He's the only one I can think of right now. All music. Mm-hmm. I know that Rolling Stone has a couple of good ones, but... Sure. Anyway, he's a very notable voice in uh, music criticism. And just music, period. Sure. He's getting, like... like he's, The he, interviews he does, he gets, like, big-name yeah. artists.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a tastemaker. Yeah, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh... I hate Tastemakers so much. I hate the idea of Tastemakers. I hate the idea, I hate the concept that, like, fucking Pitchfork has this hold over this 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 large community of people that, like, they see something and go, oh, that's enough for me to never check that album out because fucking Pitchfork said it. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with that fucking nerd, Tantano. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like there's this large community of people who... Take everything he
0: says as gospel. Wait, another cult of personality? Who would have thunk? Oh my goodness! That's what we're dealing with in 2021, right?
1: So his latest, uh l- latest controversy in the vein of of all of this is that he reviewed the Isaiah Rashad album, "The House Is Burning," and he sort of liked it. Gave it what a six,
0: five? Gave it a five?
1: I uh that's tough, dude. Cause yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a good album. That's that's a harsh review. And I will say, I I saw this entire controversy, because I, I still follow Fantano, I still watch a lot of his reviews for, you know, artists I care about, um, just to see his opinion, because I he gave it a five. Yeah, yeah. So I only today, though, finally watched his review for it, and it's kind of, kind of scathing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's way harsher than I expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, from that stance, can kind of understand why fans of Isaiah Rashad, which you know, I, I count myself as an Isaiah Rashad fan. Um, I will, I'll say this: it it took like uh, it took a couple of listens before, for
1: me to uh, enjoy "The House Is Burning." When I first listened to it, I was like, "Eh, yeah." But a couple of listens, and I was like, "I was wrong. This is a good album."
0: Yeah. Well, I, I was saying, I, I. Understand why fans would take that as uh, uh, super harsh criticism. Yeah, and then you know, as you were saying, re-listening to it again, and uh, I probably listened to it by this point like three times or so. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I, yeah. I, 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 it's not a five to me. No, it's not. It's not a five out of ten. That's no. Yeah, but. Does that in any does his opinion in any way infringe upon mine? No, I don't care. Like I, I I like listening to his his insights onto music and his his thoughts on things because you know it's just interesting for me to have that other opinion yeah on music. But him not liking something, his yucking my yum as some would say, <laughs> in no way makes me enjoy it less. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't understand why. I mean, maybe, maybe if you personally have a connection to Isaiah Rashad and you know that Anthony Fantano is a tastemaker mm-hmm. and his review can keep people from your album, potentially. Mm-hmm. I understand why you have a beef with him. You know, you're like, uh, your harsh review, especially if you feel like it wasn't fair, if you feel like he was being unnecessarily harsh and not understanding and not taking a deep enough... Look into what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. I understand why you may have an issue with that because, you know, at the end of the day, that leads to fewer people actually listening and giving it a chance. But as far as uh, Joe Schmo, like you or me, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Right. Uh, like, you, I feel like you have to have enough confidence and uh, uh, enough, I don't know, <clears throat> uh, uh, enough s- stock in your own opinion to be able to handle other people not liking the thing that you love maybe yeah but at the same time you are asking a lot of especially young fans they're
1: the people who watch fantanos reviews every time like weekly or daily there are a lot of uh impressionable people who would otherwise have checked out an album and then they don't because they they believe his word Sure. And uh, I mean, it's the same thing with any real uh, criticism or anything. If you are a person who follows Peter Travers, for instance, you may not go see a movie because he gave it a scathing review in Rolling Stone. That being said, I do agree with you that your musical taste and your opinion of your own opinion should be high enough that you go, oh, okay. I'm going to check it out anyway to see what the fuss is about or see why he didn't like it sure. or what have you. I think the larger conversation that's revolving around this is a lot more interesting than, you know, people having weak ass opinions <laughs> and, and and weak, you know, they don't have any fortitude in their own fucking... Mm-hmm. Because that's just... That's a tale as old as time. Yeah. That's,
0: and, I mean, it's a meme that Fantano himself has, has put out before. It's like, oh, well, I like this album, but then Fantano says it's not very good, so yeah. I guess I can't like it anymore. Yeah.
1: And the idea that, like, when he puts something out and he goes, you know, this is just my opinion, right? Right. People go, yeah, but... And it's like, no, no, there is no yeah, but. He got popular. There's a lot of people watching his videos, but at the end of the day, it is just his opinion. Sure. And... Uh, I I think though. So okay, he puts this review out, <clears throat> and then Isaiah Rashad, it it comes into Isaiah Rashad's um, uh, atmosphere, his gravity pool Yeah. He finds it, and he's like, "Oh, do you have what Isaiah Rashad said?" I don't, but I can pull it up. He responded to the link, so uh. you should be able to just. Or no, he didn't respond.
0: No, he didn't respond to that. He responded to somebody asking if it was out yet Yes Because I think somebody from Isaiah Rashad's camp Was the first one to Start making it a thing uh, No Isaiah Rashad Said something about
1: it And then t- uh, <clears throat> Top Dog From TDE That's right. He was like okay Please explain to me how you actually uh, Review these albums Like what is your thought process Behind Um Reviewing an album that you can't actually relate to. Right, right. So okay, I'm trying to find Isaiah. What he said. I want to. I want to get what he said first. Here it is. I found it. So Isaiah, uh, somebody asked if the album was out, and Rashad responded. He said, "It's not experiment. It's not experimental enough to excite him. Basic enough to make him laugh." and too black for him to identify. My public persona isn't something to deconstruct, so he doesn't have much to review. I'm guessing it's just reviews, if anything. And uh, that started a firestorm for uh, Fantano and for Rashad, really. And uh, I I am just so completely fascinated with this idea that um, because he's white, and because he hasn't related he can't relate to some of the things that are talked about on the album he can't <laughs> criticize it yeah um i my opinion on that is that i do honestly feel like there is an argument to be made there that there are some things that you are not you haven't bare witness to and so your opinion is formed by your own experiences right mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> what you're doing is laying onto that thing your own perception of that thing and sometimes you're just not going to be able to see it the way other people see it or way, or the way that it should be perceived because you've put your own biases on it already True. Sure. and I'll give you an example I for very many years was a stuck up rap snob mm-hmm. east coast underground I don't want to hear anything else. all that other shit is bullshit. There's no lyrical content. there's no ability there. There's no skill. Yep. They don't have any respect for the genre. They don't know anything about the history as we used to say, shit's trash, shit's trash mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it took me a really long time to understand, especially being in the South. It took me a really long time to understand that there there are artists who put music out, and it's solely for the people in their own lives. Sure. And you won't be able to relate to it. When people started saying, like, Boosie... When they started comparing Boosie to Tupac, or even more recently when they started comparing Kodak to Tupac, it would just make my brain melt. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't wrap my head around well, it.
0: It's great for headlines, too, because they know people are going to freak out at that that don't have a perception of those but artists.
1: it's not just it's not just headline grabby articles. Mm -hmm. It's people that I know personally who truly believe that because of how they viewed Pac and how much he affected their lives Mm -hmm. and then how much these guys affect their lives and how much they connect those dots.
0: It's less aesthetically, it's more impact.
1: Yes, and I think if if you can start talking about music in a way that's like, okay, this artist may not be the best, but he's definitely the most influential, then you definitely have to have some kind of merit in the idea that you're not gonna get it. Mm-hmm. So your review of an out, saying it sucks, to you, it is your opinion, right, sure. it, uh, and that's, at the end of the day, Fantano is famous for his opinion, so he's gonna give his opinion, and if you don't like it, shit, That that's, I don't know what to tell you. Sure. He, he's not gonna give it a positive review so that he can like he's not doing you a favor he's
0: not gonna like he's not and not only that but they're like Isaiah Rashad there's not like a uh, restriction on white people listening to that album right like there's no cap on that like you, you he's allowed to listen to it and interpret it in whichever way he wants to yeah exactly but I'm not sitting here saying
1: he shouldn't review it but the idea that top dog floated and that isaiah rashad floated which is you need to educate yourself on the black experience before you can talk about an album that is solely an album about and formed by Mm. the black experience i think that there is an argument there i don't i i do think that there's albums that i don't like and i think maybe some of it has to do with the fact that like i just don't appreciate it the way somebody would appreciate it had they lived those experiences Mm -hmm. and i i do like i music criticism is such a fickle complex thing criticism in general yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, definitely it's like you could definitely end a conversation by just going who the fuck are you (laughs) yeah to just who you didn't I think about it with my own music. Like if somebody were to give my album a bad review, I would just be like, you don't know how much time I spent Mm -hmm. on this. You don't know the thought process that went into this. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're just some fucking guy. Sure.
0: You know, they're a person with an opinion.
1: But if you're going to shit on an album and a lot of what makes the album great to a lot of people is that it speaks to them. I mean, you're going to have to be at least ready for people to be like, well, you didn't get it, man.
0: Sure. Sure. I, but I, I think and I, I totally agree with you on that as far as like if it's not for you, it's not for you. If it wasn't made for you, then there's still a chance that you will get it, that the themes are universal enough for you to understand mm-hmm. and relate to or, you know, better yet be exposed to this brand new world that you didn't even have consciousness of. Right. That's how we grow as people. Right. You We're think that that's to like the, bu- the beauty of music like that. Sure. That it exposes you to what Yeah. And I, I feel like largely that is the case. The same yeah. thing with movies. Same thing with uh, you know TV shows and books and everything else. Every other kind of media. Right. That you have. It, it, it is all about sharing your experience <coughs> or sharing an experience. Sharing a right. view. For sure. Um, but yeah, no, 100%. You can miss things if you aren't familiar with you know, the people they're talking about, the place they're talking about, the culture they're talking about, the things they're talking about. It can be completely missed on you. Yeah. That's fair. But I feel like the response between Top Dog and Isaiah Rashad and a oh, lot by, of- by the way, we've
1: been saying Top Dog. It's not Top Dog. It's the CEO, Punch. It's a Punch. different guy. Different guy.
0: Excuse me so yes punch people, people are gonna be like ah, punch punch td yeah at i am still punch yeah different guy um the uh, kind of what they've been sharing online i i can't get funky to for the most part because it is so much about like he can't have an opinion on it because he hasn't lived those experiences and because it's not made for him Mm -hmm. so therefore he can't share an opinion about it i completely disagree yeah anyone can share an opinion about anything yeah this show proves it (laughs) yeah that's for damn sure so I like i i categorically am against that 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 thought process Mm -hmm. i understand where he's coming from i understand where they're both coming from and i understand why they'd be pissed off at you know him kind of panning it Mm -hmm. um Five out of ten, he panned it. No, and frankly, listening to his review, I don't think he gave it a fair shot. Yeah. Listening, like, having listened to the album and listening to his review, like, it just, it sounded like he was in a bad mood going into it. Yeah. And, like, was unfairly harsh about it. But, you know, whatever. I'll take it for face value. Maybe that's really how he feels about it. Totally fine. But then, here's the thing.
1: The other problem is if you are a fan of his and you, you kinda know his track record, you start to start you start to understand his taste in music. So then when you get an album like he gave that little peep or not little peep, uh no he gave the little no, not the little peep album. He gave uh uh Ah uh, who was that fucking rapper? Not Lil Peep. Uh, <laughs> not six nine. God damn it, they all start to run together. Yeah. Um Shit, he hasn't been around in a long time. He sided with Trump for some reason. Oh yeah, you know what uh, I'm talking about little pimp, little pimp, little pimp. He gave that little pimp album like a seven or an eight. There's
0: <laughs> a little pump, little pump. That's what it is. It's little pump, little. I, I said little pimp. Fuck him. No, wait, wait. <laughs> I need to explain. I said little pimp. First of all, because it's funny, but because Trump called that's him little pimp. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> Even Trump didn't know his fucking name. Ah, uh, little little pimp, little pimp. Little Pump, he gave that Little Pump album a, a almost a glowing review. Yeah, and it's it's shit like that where you're like, dog. D- it it just it it does reek of like like hipster pretension mm-hmm. when you give an album like that a glowing review, and then when Isaiah Rashad comes out with something like this and you give it a five, it's just like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. But then why does like Kendrick? Like crossover for That's him. That's a good question.
1: It's a good question because that is a very black album. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yes, I think that I think that the idea that it was it's too black for him. Ah, uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I I think that it's less about its blackness and more that you know he fucking shitted it on it. And like you said, it, it didn't really give it a fair shake. And the other thing is, if you look on Metacritic, the album has got like an 85 out of 100. So it's doing yeah. well with everybody else. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, sometimes Fantano is just like the fucking um, Roger Ebert of <laughs> sure. good, good movies, where it just gives it a thumbs down and you're like, what are you talking what about? What happened? <laughs> like, What'd you what eat today? Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting because that's what a lot of people always bring up is that, you know, he... He gave The Life of Pablo a 10 out of 10. Or no, I'm sorry, not fucking Kanye's on the brain, but he gave Butterfly a 10 out of 10. I would like to know, I don't know, but I'd like to know what he gave damn. I think he gave it a seven. Hmm. <laughs> I it sometimes, sometimes I go back and forth. I honestly, like, To Butterfly is a masterpiece, but I, I enjoy damn more, I think. Some days.
0: uh, Yeah, no, I agree with you. Oh, he yellow flannel, so it's got at least be an eight. Let's see. Let's see what we got here.
1: Seven. Seven. Oh, he wore the yellow flannel with a seven. Interesting. Maybe that was before it became tradition. Or maybe he was throwing people off with it because they knew. <laughs> they knew. They were waiting for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven. Oh, so I was right, actually, from the jump. Yeah, seven out of ten. And, you know, I would say that damn. Is just as black as to pimp a butterfly.
0: Yeah, kind of. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I shouldn't say kind of. I mean more as like I'm thinking of the sort of commercial appeal. Damn has more. Yeah, it box does. On it, and
1: and I think that that's that's. It seems like that that seems to be Fantano's issue. Is that like the Isaiah Rashad album, like? The Sun's tirade, the album before The House is Burning mm-hmm. was a, a more lyrical album, a more personal album. Uh I think he I don't think he sings that much at all on that album. I see like he, he does sing, but not like on this one. And on this one, you know, it's like it's a change of pace, it's a different direction, and it it's more commercialized. And it seems like That seems to be one of the sticking points for him is that like you know yeah well I don't know I don't know and this this right here is the crux of the problem with criticizing criticism sure it's a rabbit hole (laughs) because at the end of the day you are saying all we're saying is we disagree with this this guy's opinion and that's all anybody else has ever said and for him for Fantano that all he's ever said is like I'm just giving my opinion Mm -hmm. so it you know if he's listening to an album and like doesn't get it that should inform more people to go oh like he didn't get it he's not he's not that he's not the person who this is for he's not going to get it right but i understand why punch and isaiah rashad would be frustrated because they know that fantano is such a tastemaker that he can affect the perception of that album yeah. And I think that at the end of the day, that's the real issue: is capitalism. Sure, if he affects their sales by saying some bullshit, then they have to they have to chime in and be like, "He got, guys, he didn't get it. Please
0: listen to the album. Please buy the album. He is not. Don't listen to him." I think. I think. Sure, uh, but the way they went about that just doesn't make them look very good, though. Well, what did Punch say that that uh that is getting your goat? Um. Well, he, he said, "How do you prepare to listen to and critique black music? What's your routine?" Just curious because the black experience through music is pretty nuanced. Just wondering how you go about it. Uh huh. Um. And so. Let's see. He, uh, Fantano responded with, I've addressed these kinds of comments numerous times, but I'm tired of the combo being asymmetrical. If you're genuinely curious, let's go live tonight and talk about it. I'm following so you can DM me, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we'll do a Zoom. I'm assuming that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. I would have watched that. Yeah. And then Punch said, uh, maybe. I'm not really pressed to go live, but a conversation live in person at some point might be interesting. And that was uh, that's probably it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I'd, I'd like to see that. I'd sure. like to see Fantano give, you know, his reasoning behind. But like the the conversation to me is is so simple. It's what we've been saying here. It's it's just, look, you may be right. I may not know what I'm supposed to be getting out of this album. But my channel is about me expressing my opinion on the art that, you know, your artists and friends make. Yeah. Like that's basically it. I mean, I, I don't know how much more we have to delve deeper into that. It, yeah. It's I, an I, opinion. I think the fact, like, it would be different if Fantano uh,
1: touted himself as some sort of authority, sure, on anything, and he doesn't. And I think that that's the biggest difference. Yeah. If uh, you know, you you look at Siskel and Ebert, for instance. They are touted as an authority on mu- on movies. Sure. And when they get something wrong, you can be like, fuck them. Mm-hmm. They they don't know, you know? R.I.P. Respect. And it's the same thing with this. His channel grew organically. He has yeah. always been just a guy on the internet yeah. giving his opinion. A music enthusiast. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't procra- proclaim to be like a genius... When it comes to composition or music theory or any of these other things. He literally is just a very popular guy. Yeah. Just some guy who got really, really popular. And listens to a lot of music. And that, at the end of the day, is, I think, the major problem whenever these guys go after Fantano for not understanding the music. It's like, well, yeah, he might not sometimes. Sure. Because he's just a guy. Yeah. He's a YouTuber with a lot of pull. And you have to accept the fact that he grew his channel organically and he might be able to sway some people, but he might get it wrong. That's true. Sure. It is what it is. I mean, the the meme of him giving Dark Fantasy a six <laughs> yeah. is, is a warranted meme. He got yeah. it wrong. That's yep. a perfect album. He got it wrong. <laughs> he just got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah and you know his explanations for it don't hold any weight in my opinion no it doesn't make any his re-review was even worse i'm like (laughs) he just got it wrong yeah but does that stop me from listening to dark fantasy absolutely not does it sway in any way how i feel about that album absolutely not no No. and the irisea rashad album is the same thing it's like but again to kind of go back to the beginning and to kind of wrap this up the idea is they are concerned with people who are swayed by his opinion not giving his album a fair shake because of how scathing that review is and it's so scathing and they go well he didn't get it it's complex man it's i don't think it's i don't think it's a one and done black and white conversation i think uh i don't know i don't know yeah, I do. I don't think that you need to be able to relate to everything to understand things, but I do think that you need to educate yourself on people's uh, experiences and different cultures. Oh, uh, here's another example. I don't, I don't, I just didn't get reggaeton mm-hmm. when it was popular. I just sure. didn't get it. I didn't like it. It just sounded so repetitive to mm-hmm. me, and I literally didn't get it because it was in Spanish. So right. I, I literally didn't get it and uh for years i would make fun of it and it just i i'd mock it and just i hate it i just thought it was such a i don't i didn't understand why it had a stranglehold on florida so much like Mm -hmm. i I know why but like i didn't get it and then years later now i am i'm really educating myself on the roots of those things where all of that stuff comes from the pioneers of this music yeah and it like it changes your opinion on those things like i It's all because of Fast and Furious. You don't have to lie. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what it is. It was, I mean, they had enough of it in it that I was like, maybe I was wrong. Don Omar and Tego. Maybe I was wrong. But no, I think educating yourself on a culture that you're not familiar with will inform your opinion on something. So if if, if Fantano, uh, uh, for instance, I don't know the level of education and appreciation he has for the black experience. But I do know that the more that you do of any culture will change how you experience the output of that culture. Sure. And so if he feels like that's a blind spot for him, it may inform his opinion on those on on music that is based in that. And I think that there is merit to the argument that it will change his opinion, which is his and mm-hmm. his alone,
0: it will change it. Yeah. If he's more educated on those things. Sure. Uh, my only rebuttal to that is listening to his review, a lot of his criticism was based on the performances. Yeah. Not on the substance, but on the performances. There was some commentary on him not really feeling this, you know, the the message behind a song because the performance is so, like, slow and, and, and kind of lifeless. Yeah. Um. So,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if the criticism is like he just didn't like the singing, it's like, okay, man, that has nothing to do with you being black. And that's (laughs) kind of like the singing. That's
0: kind of a lot of it. And honestly, if I were anyone in TDE involved in this, my advice would to have been turn the other cheek and pay attention to everyone else who loved the album. Yeah. And just make it about if anyone asks you about it, just go. (laughs) "Eh, It's one guy with an opinion. Yeah. You know, who cares? I think that's the way to handle any of this shit. Move on. The
1: more water you put into that boat, the more it's like, oh, well, now, what, are you, what are you complaining that it's sinking
0: now? That became a huge thing. It became a huge thing. Yeah. It a huge thing and you brought this on yourselves. Now yeah.
1: now this album is in part going to be associated with fucking Anthony Fantana, <laughs> Right. It's,
0: and it's because you guys did that. And that it stole a lot <laughs> of the spotlight away from the album. Yeah which is good it's a good listen to the album it's a good album it's a good album i like it i do think king's disease 2 is a far better album
1: bro uh
0: speaking i can't of believe albums. that he
1: came out with that and, and like it's better than king's disease 1 yeah it's one of my favorite al- albums of the year so far yeah. i was so surprised re- at how that's good, really good it was <laughs> it's really good i was I, I was amazed yeah yeah i mean Nas is Nas is in my top five. I mean, everything that he's done for hip hop, all of his stuff, I, I I would put Nas in my top five. But yeah. there is some shit that he uh, Yeah. We, we all know that there's the some stories. misses. Yeah. We we know the we know the story of Nas. Yeah. And he just comes out with and I was I was worried about King's disease too for two reasons. Number one, it's a calling it King's disease. Yes. And that's always like yeah. don't do that. No. And then the other thing was how boring the cover art is. I was mm-hmm. like, oh no, he's just putting a, a collection of songs out. Yeah. It's got to be like a fucking DJ Khaled album.
0: It looks like a mixtape or yeah. like a Grace Hits.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I, I still, don't, uh, even given how good well, the album is, I compared don't like to King's Z's one's cover. Yeah. That, that cover's it's awesome. It's like intricate and cool. Yeah. It's like a piece of art you put on the wall. And yeah. then the second was just a picture of Nas. I'm a like, profile. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. All right. For real? That's what we're doing? Yeah. So those two things worried me. I was like, oh no. Surprise album, it's a sequel. It doesn't look that interesting. The features, I'm like, I like the E P M D. Ooh, Miss Lauren Hill. Okay. not nah, I mean uh Eminem. Ugh, okay. Mm-hmm. Guess we'll have to deal with that. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's <laughs> talk about that M M feature. <laughs> okay. You wanna crack open another yep. one so we can get into that Eminem <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna feature. do that right now, brother. Crack <laughs> open another brother. Ugh. That Eminem feature, dude. EBMD, we're back to business. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nas has the original EPMD song on the first album, on the first King's Disease, and then he does EPMD 2, and he has actual
0: EPMD, EBMD,
1: yeah. Eric Sermon, Robert Parrish, on the album, you're like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. When I saw that it was featuring EPMD and Eminem, I was like, oh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I heard the song, I was like, oh, what? Mm-hmm. Nas' versus great, EPMD's versus great. They're going back and forth. They're trading like every two bars where you're like, man, the chemistry. When two rappers can trade like one or two bars, you're just like, these guys fucking know each other like the back of their hands. Yeah. It's amazing. And then fucking Eminem comes at the end and does what he's been doing for the past like three years, which is dad jokes, rap super fast, bunch of dad jokes. And then he goes on for far too long
0: about Santa Claus and the reindeer. And everyone's just like, well, did you
1: hear that Eminem verse? I heard it. I didn't like
0: it. I'm done with this fucking guy, man. I'm done with him. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what he could do to make me enjoy his music again. I don't know if it's possible. It a drastic stylistic change. And uh, but that's the thing like I I am I'm taking the onus on that. I I'm saying I'm the one defective here. Eminem he does nothing for me. Yeah. Only negative. Only negative <sighs> for the past, since the Eminem show, my friend. <laughs> it's been a very since long like
1: 2004. time.
0: 2004. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean I And I'm saying, I am saying that I'm the problem here. I want every Eminem fan to know it's not necessarily his performance, though I think it is, (laughs) but not necessarily. I'm saying I've changed. Mm -hmm. I've changed. And I don't know if I am capable of enjoying Eminem anymore.
1: I would counter that by saying that Eminem has definitely changed. And the things that we enjoyed about him. Contrary to what people believe, he has not always rapped like this. You will hear people say he hasn't changed his style that much or he's always done this or he's always said blah blah blah. He has not. Yeah. I implore you to go back and listen to Slim Shady, uh Marshall Mathers and Eminem show and then listen to what he's done in the past 3 years and come back to me and say he's he's the same rapper. Fuck you! Yeah, how about
0: that? No way. But I wonder what is it? You know, like wh- what I- what is that that je ne sais quoi that has made Eminem such a cringe factory?
1: It's it's the it's the reliance on the fact that like all he has to do is rap fast. Here's the thing: when it comes to this is this is part of the reason why I don't I'm not a big metaphor rapper because they. Fall flat a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. unless they're like
0: really clever.
1: It's hard. It's harder than people think. I'll
0: I'll shoot you, and like a metaphor, you'll fall flat. (laughs) Boom. Maybe it's easier than I thought. Actually, didn't really think about it. Or is that a simile?
1: Yeah, that is a simile. That's not a metaphor. That's a simile. Similes and metaphors, which is what a lot of rappers... Actually, a lot of rappers get that... A lot of people, a lot of consumers get that confused. We're like, ah, it's a metaphor. It's Actually, it's, he's, the verse is full <laughs> of similes. But anyway, we're splitting hairs. <laughs> right. Doing that kind of rap is harder to maintain than people realize. When you go back and you listen to the Fabulous's, mm-hmm. the Lloyd Banks's, the, the Joel Santana's... Sure. Where you're like, at the time, the Cassidys, their entire, the, the entire idea of these guys was, the, was that they were punchline rappers. Right. And that's what made them great. When you go back and listen to it now, you're like, those punchlines, they were, they were okay. They weren't as clever as I thought when I was. And when you listen to those guys now, you're like, those dudes really, really cannot think of a good simile to save their lives at this
0: point yeah and i I feel like it is it's one of those finite things like yes it's very finite you you can only get so far just doing the simile metaphor game and it, it, they don't like you're saying they don't age well no and, and it's it, it's one of those it's one of those tricks that once it's revealed that you have the prestige mm-hmm. and then it's over it's like you know you know that's happening you know what that that line is right once you've heard it once it's like the magic's gone exactly. So it's fine in, like, a freestyle. But if that's your entire, like, persona and that's your entire, you know, vibe behind the mic, it's, I don't think it's enough. It's not enough. And I think that's also why a lot, I mean, other than just not having the chops to be a songwriter, that's why a lot of, you know, like, the gins of the world. <laughs> yeah, gin. um, Like, ultimately fall flat as, as artists uh, outside of, you know, the ciphers. Yeah. Because it's like, okay well that's if that's all you got and you can't like make a coherent you know story or you know uh, come up with something catchy to go along or something visually interesting with your lyrics Mm -hmm. that's not (laughs) enough just to say like this thing is like that absolutely
1: and i think that that is the trapping that eminem has fallen into these past couple years where He's leaned into the idea that he's that, that other people have called him the greatest rapper of all time. He's leaned into that and he's like I mean, it seems like what happened was he had that verse on that Drake song forever. He rapped really fast. And there they go, Rapping shady and go to nuts, they go, Macadamia and go He can make black bull bows and And uh people lost their Fucking minds over that verse. We, you just made us lose monetization. I <laughs> want you to know that. <laughs> and uh, honestly, go back and listen to that verse. It's starting there. He says, he says, they're they're going nuts. macadamia macadamians, they go, or nuts. They go macadamian. The osseoblastic. Whoa. They, he rhymes whoa. Okay. That's lazy. I'm yeah. telling you from yeah. a songwriter standpoint sure. to use whoa or any kind of like word. That's not really a word to make sure that that bar still rhymes is lazy. Yeah. And I've done it before because I get lazy and I've regretted it. Every time I go back and listen to it, I'm like, I should have just thought of something more clever. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it started from then. Mm -hmm. At that point, he was like, that's all I have to do. All right. And that's all he's done. Let's go, baby. Since then. So, yeah, I'm saying it. He kind of ruined that EPMD song. I was happy to have just Nas and EPMD on it and the inclusion of Eminem.
0: I allowed it for uh, the three fourths that were good on that song. I'll
1: just say that once Eminem starts rapping, I just go to the next track. I really do. Easy enough. Yeah, easy enough. It's good that he's at the end of the song. Yeah. Agreed. I don't have to sit through it and then get EPMD. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, King's Disease. Great album. Yes, we could we could have just cheers to that. That would have <laughs> been good enough, you know. You want to? We could make that our cheers. <laughs> we no, it. I want to talk about the Hollenbeck okay, stuff. Fine. Well, All it's right. an hour fifteen. Should we? What are you feeling? Let's wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap it up. Let's cheers and let's get out of here. Okay.
0: Deal. All right. It's your bit. Let's do it. Oh, thank you. So my (laughs) cheers of the week is for a little game called Super Metroid. Cheers me. Cheers. So uh, Super Metroid, obviously a very old game, one that I – for the Super Nintendo, I had played it a little bit in the past, but never really, like, sat down and played it, played it. Uh, But with the new Metroid game coming out this year, which I have pre-ordered because it looked that cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I decided to go back because it's part of the uh, Nintendo Switch virtual console uh, collection. Oh, it is? It is. Nice. And so I've been playing that. uh, And actually, I got also inspired to play that because I was playing uh, Guacamelee! 2, Mm -hmm. which is a Metroidvania game. Yeah. So I was like, let me see how this used to feel. Yeah. And going back, like, I'm using a guide as a crutch. But I'm doing that. Wow. Okay, listen. The way I'm doing it, the way I'm doing it is I will go and I'll explore an area for a while and then I'll go, okay, if I need help, I'll pop into the guide. Because I'm old and I don't have all the time in the world. Yeah. I mean, guides are underrated. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's not cheating. It's fine. I'll you know, I'll I will stand up for anyone using guides. Yeah. I use a guide for Kingdom Hearts and Pokémon. It's fine. It's fine. I don't care. It's yeah. fine. Um, we're not gatekeepers here, okay? Oh, no, no, okay? no. When, especially when it comes to video games. That's the last thing we are. No, no. It's only so much time in your day. I'm also reading Dune, people. Hey, I'm man. reading Dune. Yeah, that's a, that's it's a big thick book. book. That is a big book. I'm trying boy. to finish it by the time the movie comes out in, what, October, November? Yeah. It's coming soon. October. 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 Oh, God.
1: Yeah, it's right um, around the corner, buddy.
0: Yeah, so it's a lot. So I have a lot of things, and a lot of other like modern games that I'm also juggling, too. You already said it. We're not gatekeepers. When it comes to video games, man, however you want to enjoy the fucking game, enjoy it. Yes. So my point in bring this up is, even though it's an old-ass game, it holds up. That's what's up. Um, the feeling of uh, upgrading <coughs> and getting the thing to unlock the thing that you couldn't get to the last time. It, it it like it is universal like that's it, a timeless it's super satisfying it's a timeless mechanic it feels so good yeah so good and it's it's um i think like highly underrated how much of a like precursor to survival horror games that game is yeah like it is it, it's like a it's an alien game like it it is very like quiet in times and like eerie and like you feel very isolated in it and yeah. the fact that they're able to give you that much of a uh, ambiance and 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 kind of just overall like suspense within a game that is on the Super Nintendo is really impressive to me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to encourage people who maybe missed it back in the day or were too young to play it when it came out, go back, check it out. It takes a second for your, your hands to kind of get. You know, used to the controls and stuff because it's it is an old game. Mm. Old game is old.
1: Old game is old.
0: But it's a lot of fun, and (laughs) I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm pretty close. So I'm gonna I'm going to see that game through, and be ready for Metroid Dread. Yeah, when it comes out in November, I think. You got a you got a uh, stacked
1: slate. I do. Your schedule's all folded up. I do. I have a lot of entertainment. (laughs) Uh. That's wonderful. I that makes me. I. I mean, I have a switch and I have all the resources. That makes me want to. Makes me want to jump in Just play it. Yeah. I am. It's a good time. I am. Yeah. All right. My cheers <coughs> goes to the early career of Hall and Oates. You're here. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Hall oh. and Oates are synonymous with. Uh, 80s, uh, just 80s music. Sure, they 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 became the blockbuster yacht rock group of the 80s. You say yacht rock? I think Hall and Oates. Exactly, and for good reason. Their biggest songs are from like 81 to 86, and they're perfect. I'll fight you over Hall and Oates. They're perfect songs, but their mid to late 70s stuff stuff—oh, interesting—is something to bump
0: I've never gone that deep, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Oh my goodness! I am
1: telling you, their first, like their first album, Whole
0: Oats, is a good. It's like
1: a it, you know, it's a decent blue-eyed soul album. Mm. Their second album, Abandoned Luncheonette. First of all, that.
0: Title. How, how'd you know my password <laughs> 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 who
1: names an album that where you're like you, you you like your association with them is the is a band that would either do self titled albums mm. or name songs after singles sure. because that's how you sell things in the eighties right very singles driven but no they were doing super weird super experimental like it, it, it reminds me of... It's like Bee Gees? I was... That's... Yes. Yeah. It rem, people's perception of the Bee Gees is obviously their disco stuff because it's incredible. But their early career stuff is super weird, mm. out there, kind of like, this isn't the same band. Yeah. And Hall and & Oates' like, first four albums, you're like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, Daryl Hall has an iconic voice, so it cuts through whatever genre he's singing in. Yeah. But... Uh, the album after abandoned luncheonette is called war babies and it's basically a prog rock album oh my God. it's super experimental and strange and you're like who are these fucking guys yeah. their first couple of albums are so good and rarely talked about in a way that now that i've discovered them is upsetting to me they had a full-on 15-year career of just dropping bangers hmm. They've got some fucking smut in the middle. Sure, of course. There's not. There is definitely some like ugh, this is what you, like. There's some stuff where they were like some field they leaned into the adult contemporary stuff, or either they leaned into the blue eyed soul stuff, where it's just kind of boring, and they're mm. just trying to do like Motown shit, and it's like you guys, like you know, lean into your strengths. So they they definitely don't have a perfect career. Sure, but there is some stuff there, man. Some Hidden gems. Oh, buddy, okay. there are some hidden gems in that early those '70s albums. I was right. pleasantly surprised at how good some of them are, I'm So to check that out,
0: please do on
1: Spotify. Yeah, okay, yes, yes. all that shit's up there, so very good. All right. <laughs> um I think uh there was even more shit that we needed to get that we couldn't get to, but uh, it's okay. um next week we'll talk about this bandana <laughs> <laughs> because uh I got this in the mail. From okay bonnaroo and uh well we'll just talk about okay it <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a preview for you guys yeah yeah next week more next bonnaroo week. talk
1: more about Hey, man that's got some of our best engagement we should turn this into a fucking bonnaroo, bonnaroo podcast. <laughs> podcast
0: the one ruin one ruin mm-hmm.
1: all right uh what do you think we gotta review these, right? We gotta review Thanks. these. Well, before we get out of here, we gotta review these brewskis. So, Adam, please, what'd you think of the Tiki Sour? It,
0: it was, it was good. It was very good, and I think it it mm. it did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't like the way you're like. Hey, you, 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 well, here's it's the thing. Uh,
0: here's the thing. I liked it more the more I drank it. Yeah, which is, you know. Par for the course yeah. <laughs> for, for anything, definitely. Really. Um, uh, but when I first tasted it, that cinnamon was a little overpowering mm, for me. Okay, it it, it kind of hit me over the head in a way that I didn't enjoy. Um, now it it like you know now that I've had a bit more of it. It's kind of settled to the back a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I like the flavors I'm getting. Uh, I I think it does evoke a painkiller. The, the cocktail. And, um, you know, I'm just at a crossroads here because I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it and I respect it for what it does. But would I get it again? Only a maybe. Mm. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a four. But if you are in any way like really into either... Painkiller Tiki drinks, or into sours, and want to try something a little different. Highly recommend it for you. Okay, I like it. I think it's good. I think they did everything that they wanted to. It's just not quite for me. I think the cinnamon kind of threw me off uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, so in the vein of a Fantana review, it's a strong
1: four. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> I would probably give it a four and a half, and I'll tell you why. Ugh. Because. uh I actually did quite enjoy it, and I think that uh, vice beers give you a lot of wiggle room. There's a lot of freedom with a vice. Good palate. Yeah. And, I mean, beer people can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I mean, you can do uh, a Hefeweizen vice beer where it's, like, just a, you know, kind of a, a coriander, citrusy notes of, like, You know, a a German Hefeweizen, or you can do something in the vein of this, which is like, you know, super fruity, super kind of experimental and weird with it. Yeah. Kind of opens it up to do a lot. I think that we've always talked about beers doing what they intend to do. Mm -hmm. And this checks that mark twice. For sure. So I think that as it is advertised it is so if you're into that you will really enjoy this if you're just kind of going outside of the of 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 your uh, favorite beers and you're just trying to experiment and kind of see eh, you might you might not dig this cuz yeah the cinnamon is 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 pretty strong um that pineapple comes through right on the nose immediately yeah, yeah. uh but but if a painkiller style vice is um alluring to you uh, i think you'll enjoy this so agreed i gave it four and a half all right you think we got it i know we got it, it. you say we got it then it's over this has been the one beer and podcast for myself marco dupla for adam Obesius rodriguez you know it's just our opinion thank you guys for listening drink delicious beer and have a beautiful week
0: we love you